All right, here we are, Four Oaks, Pastor Paul, end of the week, Friday, September 22nd. So glad that you've joined us for the last pastoral devotional of this week. We are in Matthew's Gospel, and this week we've been camping out in Matthew chapter 10. We're going to be preaching on this text um, on Sunday, but we've been using these, these, these days prior to the sermon to kind of unpack the text together, to work on it together, to exegete it together, and hopefully um, give us some, some good tools for, for studying the Bible on our own. So we are um, in Matthew 10, verses 36 through the end of the chapter. And just so you, as a reminder of where we are here, Jesus is now passing the gospel torch. Up to this point, it's been all Jesus. Healings, exorcisms, teachings, all that. But now he divides them up two by two, the disciples, and sends them out to speak and act and minister um, on his behalf with his authority. And as he's doing that, here in Matthew 10, he's giving them instructions. And as we've seen, these instructions relate to this little mission excursion that they take along uh, the north, northern part of Israel around the Sea of Galilee. But it also has, in, in these instructions, ongoing relevance and importance for their apostolic ministry once Jesus has died, uh, risen from the grave, and then ascended into heaven. And this is going to be important because they're going to be leading the church, acting on behalf of Jesus as his ambassadors as his apostles and and so there, there's sort of two two things in view in this text right their mission then and then what their mission will be when jesus ascends but there really is actually a third part too and that's how does this relate to us you see we may not be a pa apostles capital a you know commissioned by christ uh part of his ministry witnessed his resurrection, have divine authority. That's not the kind of apostles we are. We're actually apostles, little a. And that word simply means sent one or messenger. And all of us are to have an apostolic dimension to our lives where we see ourselves as on mission, moving forward, engaging um, on behalf of the gospel and the kingdom of God. And so we've just been working through different parts of that mission and what that looks like. And so now we're, we're to the end of the text, and Jesus is going to, to remind us something about, about this mission and about this gospel. Let, let, let's read it together, beginning uh, Matthew 10, verse 36. Do not think that I've come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person because he is a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. 
And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Now, in essence, what Jesus concludes these instructions with is a reminder to his disciples and a reminder to us that the greatest human bond in relationships is the one that is found in Christ, okay? So now, clearly, um, the bonds of family are very strong. The bonds of husband and wife, I mean, it's the most sacred of all human relationships. It's the one relationship where we're making a covenant till death do us part. The bond between parents and children, there's, there's, there's nothing quite like that bond, right? And, and it, these bonds of family, rightly so, supersede um, in terms of our familial um, feelings and affections, um, all other human relationships. But here is what Jesus is saying. He's saying that because of the kingdom, because of the priorities of the gospel, because of this new thing that God is doing through Jesus, it is those relationships in Christ that hold the highest value and the highest priority, and here's why. Human relationships are temporary. So, so whether it's family or friends or even marriage, um, those familial bloodlines are no longer going to exist in heaven. And that's not something to, to mourn because we're going to be together in Christ forever. It just simply means that we'll no longer need those sorts of familial relationships that we had here on earth because, guess what? The whole new heavens and new earth will be one big family. We will all be part of the family of God. And so what Jesus is talking about here is, his, is the priority of Christian relationship above all others. Now, these things that he talks about, about not bringing peace but bringing a sword, he clearly, this is clearly a metaphor, right? That, that this is not a call to Christian um, uh, crusades. It's not a call to militant Christianity, taking up arms. Jesus makes it very clear in other parts of the Gospels that this is not the case. What does he tell Peter when Simon Peter cuts off the ear of the, of the servant, of the high priest? It's like, put away your sword. My kingdom, what, is not of this world. Jesus is not talking about that. What he's saying is that um, the default human condition is to put all hope in human relationships, particularly family. Because clearly, if this is all there is, if, if, if this life is ultimate, then it's to be held onto in relationships at all costs. But Jesus says, um, in relationship to the amount of allegiance and loyalty you're placing in, in your family relationships, so will it must be um, for the kingdom of God and for the family of God, which has all sorts of implications, right? Because the reality is that we're not in the new heavens and new earth yet. The reality is we're not in that phase of eschatology where we're in eternity. And 
these these human familial relational lines are no longer um, in play. We we live in sort of that what already not yet space. That, that that's the space where we um, are have been. We are now a part of the family of God, while at the same time still part of our human families. And what Jesus is saying though is that. As part of our discipleship process, our allegiance, okay, to our spiritual family, the body of Christ, needs to begin to grow um, in proportion and even past the loyalty we might experience to our own family. And don't don't think about it as as hating your family. Jesus, but again, that's a metaphor. Jesus is simply saying. In relationship to the love you have for your own family, you must have this and even more as a, as a, to my family, to my eternal family, to my forever family. There, now, there's all sorts of implications for this, right? There's, there's all sorts of implications for how do we order our lives in the local church? How do we make the local church the locus and authority of our spiritual lives? There's lessons as they relate to not making an idol of the family, right? Um, of, of, of understanding that when we prioritize the kingdom of God and prioritize the gospel of Jesus Christ, that will oftentimes create division. It'll create division over moral choices. It'll create division over allegiances and priorities. Um, it means as parents that we will have to be willing to let go of our kids, recognizing their ultimate allegiance is to God and not to us. All sorts of, of lessons here, right? And we are going to unpack some of those this Sunday um, in, our, in our sermon. Jesus closes this little section by, again, reminding us that any 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 and he talks here about those who are supporting the mission, supporting the work, and how their reward is in heaven. It's a reminder to us that as we do that, as we count the cost, as we make sacrifices, as we prioritize the kingdom and the gospel, that any, any sort of downstream effect that might have on human relationships, right, maybe because family members aren't believers or don't understand our choices or don't support us, our mission or, or whatever, whatever it may happen to be. Jesus says, it's okay. Not that it's not painful, not that it's not hard, but I have an eternal reward for you. I, I'm, I'm all of this sacrifice in this life is worth it because I'm preparing for you an eternal weight of glory which will far outweigh them all. Okay, that's it for this week. Um, we will um, be back here Monday morning and um, again, continuing to dig into God's Word. And I have some exciting things to announce next week um, about um, some unique special opportunities we're going to have during this pastoral devotional coming up in October, but I'm going to save those for next week just to keep you on the edge of your seats. Until then, let me pray. Lord, this life is hard, and prioritizing the kingdom and the gospel may sometimes create division barriers, even between those 
that we love the most. But Lord, you have told us we have a forever family. We have a, a forever father, a forever brother. That's, that's you, Jesus, our, our forever brother, our older brother, our father, God. We have the spirit that lives within us. And so, Lord, give us a taste of that even today. And we pray these things in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks, everybody. See you on Monday.